1: For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C O R I E N T.com. Corient.com. Searching for just the right job? Whether you're looking for full time, part time, or seasonal work, you can get started today. Amazon jobs offer the whole package with great pay and flexible shifts that allow you to choose when and how much you work. Find a warehouse close to home and discover the role that works for you. To get your application started for an hourly job, go to amazon.com apply. That's amazon.com apply. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. Welcome to the Cinema Gold Show with your host, Larry Lees. From the small screen to the big screen, we cover all the latest entertainment news. Join us on your favorite podcast platform or on YouTube every weekday. Welcome to the Cinema Man
0: Show. I'm your host, Larry Lees. Today we're looking at the latest box office news, giving our review of Jungle Cruise and Batman The Long Halloween Part 2. So let's get down to business. Disney's Jungle Cruise sailed past this weekend's box office competition to earn the number one spot. The movie, which stars Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt, took in $34.1 million domestically. Jungle Cruise is the biggest family movie to open at the box office since the pandemic started, earning an additional $27.6 million overseas. Globally. globally, the movie brought in a grand total of $91.8 million, 30 million coming in from Disney Plus Premier Access. According to analysts, the majority of the Disney Plus Ac- uh, Premier Access numbers are coming from the U.S. Despite the pandemic still floating around, movie theaters saw a 16% uptick when compared to last weekend. Movies like Space Jam, A New Legacy, and Jungle Cruise prove that families are willing to attend movie theaters along with Boss Baby Family Business. However, it is unclear how long this will last with the Delta variant starting to quickly spread in certain parts of the country. While numbers are up from last week, the numbers are lower than expected. The Green Knight debuted at number 2 this weekend after taking in 7 million. The epic medieval fantasy movie was written, edited, and produced and directed by David Lowry, and has been receiving acclaim from critics and viewers. M. Night Shyamalan's Old fell to number three with 6.74 million. The thriller has received mixed reviews from critics and moviegoers since debuting last weekend. With that being said, Shyamalan's story has received praise in the past week, leading to word of spreading. Black Widow took the fourth position this weekend after earning 6.4 million. The latest from the MCU stepped into some controversy this week when actress Scarlett Johansson sued Disney for breach of contract after they made Black Widow available on Disney Plus the same day it opened in theaters. Stillwater debuted at number 5 with $5.1 million. The drama stars Matt Damon as an unemployed oil rig worker from Oklahoma who sets out alongside a French woman to prove his convicted daughter's innocence. Space Jam and New Legacy took the sixth position this week, earning 4.2 million. To date, the sequel has earned 118.6 million globally. Snake Eyes of G.I. Joe Origins came in at number seven this weekend, with 4 million. The latest installment in the G.I. Joe franchise has received mixed reviews from viewers and critics since debuting last weekend. F9 The Fast Saga fell to number eight after bringing in 2.6 million. Escape Room Tournament of Champions took the ninth spot, while well, Boss Baby took the tenth spot with 2.2 million and 1.3 million, respectively. You can check out the rest of the weekend's box office data over at thenumbers.com, and definitely expect some interesting numbers next week with the release of the much-anticipated James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Now we're going to give you our review of Jungle Cruise. Now that Disney has remade all its most beloved car- uh, movies, the studio is inevitably taking the next logical step in remaking Warner Herzog's instead. And to change a pace that's sure to delight the Legion of Parents who've been dying to show their kids I give you the Wrath of God. But I've been worried that small children might be insufficiently traumatized by the sight. Klaus Kinski monologuing to a raft full of terrified monkeys about his delusional plan to take over the world. Jungle Cruise begins with the Spanish Conquistador. into the hardly in the Amazon, and consumed by enchanted tree vines that replaces organs with snakes. Played here by Edgar Ramirez. this Aguiar is just a chill 16th century Disney dad. He became so obsessed with finding the tree of life that he forgot what made his life worth living in the first place. Hey it could happen to any of us. Of course Warner Herzog didn't invent Don Lope Aguirre any more than it Sarah invented the snappy repartee between a greasy boat captain and some high status Brits. And jungle cruises, alas less indebted to new German cinema than it is to the Disney theme park attraction that inspired it. While the faint whiff of classic films abounds in this massive summer temple, the musty influence of The Mouse's House previous hits ultimately grows strong enough that you can't smell anything else. Not even Jesse Pullman's marvelous herzog collected performance as a demented German aristocrat named Prince Hokim can lend fresh life to a divertingly hollow matinee adventure that tries to do for the Amazon what Pirates of the Caribbean did for the Atlantic. It lacks the courage to sail into uncharted waters. Nevertheless, it's still impossible to watch Dr. Lily and Captain Frank Wolf navigate the jungle waters on the latter's rickety steamboat without thinking of the African Queen, even if these characters subvert the archetypes that John Huston's movie left behind in its wake. She's a fearless adventurer instead of a nervous missionary, and he's a ridiculously swole punster who wouldn't hurt a fly. If Jungle Cruise runs out of gas around the halfway point, it's overbearing 127-minute runtime, watching a man formerly known as The Rock stuff himself in Humphrey Bogart's old costume down to that perfect little pork pie hat never gets old. Imagine squeezing the cargo of the Titanic aboard the Staten Island Ferry, and you'll have the right idea. These amiable heroes cross paths in 1916 as Lily, as determined to discover the tree of life, life as she is personally determined to embarrass the sexist men who run Britain's science community, arrives on the shore of the Amazon in search of a guide who might lead her to the same treasure that drove Aguirre to ruin. Also along for the ride is her dandy brother McGregor, whose I better not get dirty on this Grand Adventure energy is so evocative of the sibling character in The Mummy that Whitehall should tie half of his residuals to John Hanna. Frank gets a pass for being a lot more fun than many of the characters that Johnson has played over recent years cleverly introduced leading tourists on a jungle cruise that he's rigged to feel like a theme park ride. Frank exists at the softly in- indomitable sweet spot of Johnson's screen persona. He's invincible but perhaps too independent for his own good. And it's hard to write off any movie where Johnson argues with a ruthless Italian master, played by Paul Giamatti with a toucan on his shoulder. <laughs> and suplexes a drunken leopard in the span of five minutes. The Manufactured chemistry between Johnson and Blunt is a mile, mile wide and an inch deep, but a major plot twist at the halfway point of the story complicates their relationship in rewarding new ways. Uh, Call it Sarah peppers the movie with a small grace of notes that remind you of the non stop director's ability to elevate C grade material into more rare feel, rarefied air. Such reminders prove fleeting, however, as Jungle Cruise is fixed to its rails from the moment it starts. Assuming as it is to watch Frank wink at the film's Disneyland origin, the good vibes wither as you realize the whole movie was shot to resemble a theme park ride. Hawaii and Atlanta both have their charms, but neither is a convincing stand-in for the Amazon. And neither have the glossy computer-generated backgrounds or the obviously artificial sense compensate for the film's lacking sense of place. If the Amazon is meant to be a character in the story, it feels like it's being played by a fake. The chop-chop cuttiness would likely prove weary in any movie this long, but here it adds to the sense that our director has something to hide. Why is it that 200 million blockbusters always feel like they don't want to be looked at? Jungle Crew strains throughout the history of other areas instead, particularly when it comes to humanizing the indigenous tribes so often demonized on screen, and letting Aguirre's Captain Barbosa like crew of undead conquistadors speak in their native Spanish. It's a shame that both of these groups feel shoehorned into, into a story that already has an overabundance of supporting friends and dastardly villains. Even a pivotal character like Aguirre proves a little more than a distraction from the bad guy that paying audiences deserve. Mega Maniac, old Jesse Plemons, rocking a purple velvet suit and a prop cane while eating peas from the backside of a fork. The problem with any movie in which Plemons has a heated argument with a bee is that every other scene has to compete with that, and none of the ones in Jungle Cruise are able to come even close. Blunt continues to be one of the most natural movie stars of her generation. And with her steady hand, Jungle Cruise eventually circles back to a nice, if-half-baked commentary on the personal value that treasure its characters seek. But Disney's latest attraction just isn't rousing enough to sustain the fun of a 20-minute ride for more than two hours. And the rewards are few and far between for a movie that taps so many resources to reach them. And that's our review of Jungle Cruise. It's now available in theaters and on Disney Plus with Premiere Access. Before we get into our final topic, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Poddex. Poddecks are the hottest new tool for podcasters looking at more meaningful conversations or gamify their podcasts. Simply shuffle up, ask a question, and let the content roll. Get yours today at poddex.com and use code LARRY21, that's L-A-R-R-Y, 21, for 10% off your order. Now let's get on to our review of the Long Halloween Part 2. Batman along Halloween Part 2 brings the epic crime drama and murder mystery to a thrilling conclusion. Gotham City's greatest hero faces a cunning adversary that forces him to confront his family's legacy. The line between justice and villainy blurs when a hideous transformation overtakes an important ally. As the bodies pile up and the holiday killer strikes with impunity, the rogue's gallery exploits the vacuum. Part 2 continues... Continues the masterful character development and riveting narrative without missing a beat. Moving forward, this review will have some minor spoilers for part one. The story picks up in the aftermath of New Year's shocking twist Bruce Wayne is firmly under Poison Ivy's control. The puppet Master, Grime Boss Carmine Falcone, slowly siphons the Wayne Foundation's wealth. Commissioner Gordon and Harvey Dent are bewildered by Batman's disappearance. During the months of his absence, the holiday killer has struck Halcone a clockwork on the calendar. The Roman may have taken the upper hand in Gotham City, but his family, men, and business interests are decimated. Catwoman makes a bold play to get Batman back in the game. Bruce is astonished by how much time has passed. He still has no clue how to unmask the Holiday Killer. As a restless public starts to turn on Harvey Dent's leadership, he begins to exhibit bizarre behavior. Falcone's daughter, Sophia, tries to help her father with the war against Salvatore Moroni. But the Holiday Killer outwits everyone, each step. Just as Batman experiences a crisis of conscience about his father, he remembers an important event in his youth and it unlocks a new clue for the struggling Dark Knight to follow. The Long Halloween Part 2 is a fitting testament to the classic comic series. Nothing is rushed here, the filmmakers have the utmost respect for the source material. Every scene is critical to unwinding, unwinding a spellbinding tale of revenge. The fantastic part is that the identity of the holiday killer becomes almost secondary. Batman cannot beat up, terrorize, or use his massive wealth to gain a tactical advantage. He truly has to be a detective, which makes him address deep-seated personal fears. It's an amazing journey to watch. Batman The Long Halloween ranks high in the gangster genre, live-action and animated. Both films combined to a nearly three-hour opus. The action, artistry, and plot is just superb on every level. Several lulls in the pacing are easily forgiven. That's a nod to the massive scope of the story. There's a lot of intrigue between supporting characters. Minor roles end up having a sizable impact on the outcome. The pieces add up to a big picture view of the holiday killer's actions. This is the work and pain the Batman must go through to understand the murderer's motivation. The finale has an interesting tone I thought was absolutely brilliant. Batman The Long Halloween marks the final performance of Naya Rivera. It's a voiceover performance. Her fans and family can be proud of Catwoman's character arc. She has a degree of complexity rarely seen in animation and kicks a whole lot of ass. Part 2 is magnificent in its own right. But both of these films should be viewed as one continuous story. Batman The Long Halloween is dark and violent with adult themes. It's strictly meant for mature audiences. Stick around after the credits. Batman on the Long Halloween is, is produced by Warner Brothers Animation. And is currently available digitally with a scheduled DVD Blu-ray release on August 10th. And thanks for watching this episode of the Cinema Gold Show. Let us know your thoughts on the topics we've covered by sending us a tweet at Cinema Gold Show. or leave a comment in the comment section below. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time. Thank
1: you for watching the Cinema Gold Show. If you liked what you heard, subscribe to our podcast on all major platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Cinema Gold Show. And like us on Instagram at the Cinema Gold Show. Support the show by buying us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash Gold. As always, thank you for listening. Searching for just the right job? Whether you're looking for full-time, part-time, or seasonal work, you can get started today. Amazon Jobs offer the whole package with great pay and flexible shifts that allow you to choose when and how much you work. Find a warehouse close to home and discover the role that works for you. To get your application started for an hourly job, go to amazon.com apply. That's amazon.com apply. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.